all over the world as we speak, documented, are being raised from the dead. Right now, there's documented cases over 50 countries, and it's increasing of, of people being raised from the dead. And I hear about it. I'll hear from my brothers and sisters in Africa, Nigeria, the Philippines. And uh, you guys are listening to the show tonight, a lot of you, because we have a worldwide gathering here. And you're telling me, David, in my church, people are being raised from the dead. And it just kind of goes right over, oh, okay, but let's talk about the election. Oh, but, you know, let's talk about, you know, so, uh, some no, let's talk about the power that God has given us. He either has given it to us and we're not using it, or we think we have it and we're delusional. But somewhere the question is going to have to be asked. Can we as Christians, do we have the power? Could we right now raise the dead if it's God's will? But the question is, if this, is it God, the raising of the dead, is it God or is it Satan? And why is it important to ask? And here's the reason I feel a need to bring this up in the gathering tonight. If it's God, then why are we not as Christians hearing more about it, believing it, teaching it, and doing it? And what does God mean when he said, heal the sick, cast out demons, and raise the dead? He said it all in the same scripture. If it's from Satan, why? What's he trying to accomplish? Is this part of his lying signs and wonders? A deception? This is the new church, you and I, what God is doing right now. But God is revealing great signs and wonders all around us, but we just have to wake up. We're in the end times. We're in a point in this final hour that we must understand that Satan is going to do lying signs and wonders. And if we as Christians don't step up to the plate and adhere and, and accept and use the power that God has given us, I mean, Satan's going to walk all over humanity. Oh, look, Satan's raising people from the dead. Those wimpy Christians, they couldn't, you know, they, they couldn't do anything. But God's moving. The question is, are we, are you, am I moving with God? See, God is always moving, but people want to get comfortable. They want to stay in a certain place and go, no, God, I got my little you know, comfortable room here, my, my pew that I sit in, I come to church, same place, I do the same thing. Uh-uh, God's not interested in that. When that starts happening, he says, well, hey, good, because now we're going in a different direction. I want to read Matthew. Uh, Jared, let's put Matthew uh, 10, 7, and 8 up, and we're going to talk about this, okay? This is Scripture. This is God-breathed. This is God speaking. Matthew 10, 7, and 8, as you go, proclaim this message. What message? The kingdom of heaven has come near. Awesome. Verse 8, heal the sick. That's great. Raise the dead. Cleanse those who have leprosy. Drive out demons. Freely you have received. Freely give. Now that's an important part of this. 
What have we received? We're going to talk about this. What has God given us? You know, if, if I were to um, say to you that um, I'm going to give you a million dollars and and you don't have to do anything, I'm giving it to you free, but if you see someone in need, I want you to take a take a, a part of this million and I want you to give it to them because, because you've freely received, I want you to freely give. And so someone comes up to you on the street and they're begging and they're poor and they're homeless and they ask for a dollar and you say, oh, no, no, I'm sorry, I don't have time for that. How, what does that look like? And I'm not saying you would do that. I mean, I, I could do that. But how does God feel when he gives us something free and yet we see someone in need, someone who's sick, that we could heal, uh, uh, someone who's possessed that we could cast out the demon, someone who died that we can bring back from the dead. Freely we've received and freely do we give. Do we pick and choose God's power? God, look, okay, healing the sick, I can do that, you know. I can do that because we talk about it. Casting out demons, all right, I, I can do that too. But you mean when someone dies, I can actually put my hands on them, pray, and bring them back to life? Hmm. But perhaps there's an answer, a deeper answer that I'm going to call the dark side of religion. Not relationship, but religion. You see, Hollywood has programmed us on all these satanic horror films, uh, you know, the dead coming back to life, the walking dead, uh, Frankenstein, the mummy, for some of you guys that are old enough to remember. The dead coming back to life is biblical. If it wasn't, we would negate Scripture. Scripture would not be appropriate in our lives because Jesus brought Lazarus back from the dead. Was it Tabitha? Christ was raised from the dead. This was a tool that Jesus used to, number one, to, to, to show God's power. Number two is to give God the glory. But is raising the dead godly? Well, it just depends on what source of power, where the power's coming from. If, if it's from God, then only good can come from it. If it's from Satan, then only evil. Makes sense? The problem is that Hollywood's programmed us to believe that all of the rising of the dead is evil. Have you ever seen one Hollywood movie where people are raising the dead... In a godly manner. Oh, yeah, yeah, we're going to, this is a movie about, you know, zombies walking around, but they're all Christian zombies because we've showed the power of God and we're raising them from the dead. Of course, when you raise from the dead, you're not a zombie. And that's the other nonsense that Hollywood has created. That when someone comes from the dead, they're still dead. They're just the walking dead. No, I'm not talking about that. I mean, the only walking dead I know of are some of the religious people that 
that, well, they used to go to the Six Flags over Jesus churches. I don't think they've opened back up yet. But I'm talking about when you lay hands on somebody, that person comes back to life, robust, carrying the Spirit of God in them, praising God, not some corpse walking around wanting to eat somebody. That's nonsense. Get that out of your life. But they programmed us. But in these last days, I can promise you this, that Satan will deceive many with lying signs and wonders. And if we Christians don't step up to the plate and understand the power that God has given us and use it, the body is in trouble, body of Christ. The dead, Jesus laid hands on, they came back to life. The dead, Scripture says, that we have that power. Let's bring Pastor Mike on the line. Uh, Pastor Mike, I'm sure you're out there going, oh, I hope he doesn't bring me onto the show tonight. I'm not quite sure I want to get into this discussion. <laughs> no, actually, I'm chomping at the bit, David. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I knew, I knew it'd be one way or the other. So you're either, you're either chomping at the bit or wishing that I never brought this subject up. So... Um, and you and I have never talked about this, by the way. No. Uh, so I have no idea what God's laid on your heart. But raising the dead, and you heard me talk, um, does that hold any merit? Uh, tell me, help me out here. What, what's going on? Well, I, so, so my first thought listening to you was, you know, God raises people from the dead every time someone is born again. Think about that. We are dead in our trespasses and sins, and God made us alive. So, so every person that receives salvation through faith in Christ alone is a is a alive now, and they were dead. But you're talking about the body ceases to function, the heart's not pumping, the lungs aren't bringing in oxygen. Dead people. I think we're going to see that as a sign of the last times. God's going to use it in a powerful way. In, in these days that we're approaching, however soon that might happen, I think God's going to use that powerfully again. And we already know that in the end times, God's going to raise from the dead the two witnesses in Jerusalem. So, so it is going to happen, folks. How many others? We don't know, but I believe you're spot on, David. The Lord's going to do it. Amen, brother. You know, it gets, that's what God laid on my heart. So, David, we're in a time now where my miracles are going to be shown. But... But he said to me, David, I'm going to do it through my body. In other words, through you and I, through the gatherers, okay? Uh, I'm not saying God's not going to miraculously bring someone back without us laying hands. That's not what I'm saying. But God uses people. And we're at a time now, Pastor, where the devil's going to ramp up his lying signs and wonders because he wants to win people over. But now God, and God doesn't compete. That's not what I'm saying. But I believe God is now going to enlighten us, uh, awaken the church to a point where we understand that we have that power, that we're to use it according to the will of God, uh, but he will uh, allow us to use it when he deems necessary. And I think that's what you're saying, right? Yeah, absolutely so. And, and the other thing is, brother, God is not going to use lukewarm, apathetic, churchianity Christians. 
He's going yeah. to use spirit-filled, blood-bought people that are walking under the anointing and power of the Holy Spirit who know who they are and who their God is. Those are the people he's going to use. Amen. You know, um, I hear from my brothers and sisters uh, in Nigeria and other countries, poor, poor, uh, from a material uh, standpoint. Uh, but, but God's working, I mean, working amazing miracles over there. They're telling me of a little child who had died and they laid hands on her and she came back to life. And uh, God loves to use people that the world considers nothing. And he has this disdain for people that think they're somebody and they've got all this wealth and materialism. He, and Jesus said that to the Father. He says, I thank you, Father, for not using these, quote, uh, popular wealthy people. I thank you that you're giving that power and that gift to the babes, right? Yeah, amen. And you just preached, in fact, David, uh, James chapter 2, where God says, I'm going to use the poor. I'm going to use those people that the world disregards. I'm not looking for people that think they're somebody. I'm looking for people that know they're nobody without me. Well, hey, you know what? I qualify there because I understand I'm nobody, definitely poor, and uh, here I am, God. I'm ready to. But, but, you know, having said that, correct me if I'm wrong, people out there with money listening, um, God doesn't look at how much money you have. He looks at the love you have of money. So if you're out there listening to us and you do have resources, okay, God's not saying he can't use you. It's all about where we put our heart, you know? And so it, it, when we say rich and all that kind of stuff, no, 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 no. It's not really having the money. It's how you, it's the emphasis you place on the money, the importance you place on it. Right, Pastor? Yeah, that's, that's exactly right. So if, if you depend on your wealth, if your trust is in your wealth to get you through situations and not on the Lord Jesus, you need to reevaluate your wealth. 